Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the lovely city of Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor here in the upstate. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any reason. Any real estate needs you have, any friends that have any real estate needs, please direct them to me, text me, call me, email me. Um, I will respond if I receive any correspondence from you within an appropriate time frame. I try to make myself as available as possible. Even when I go to the pool with my kids, I keep my phone handy and my Apple Watch on to let me know, uh, you know if I'm getting any calls or text messages. So I am constantly connected with you guys, and anyone that's used me already knows that. Um, but that is where you find my contact information in the show notes, and please If you like this content that I produce for you guys every week, please leave a five-star rating and type up a very quick little review in whatever podcast app you use. And please, as well, just hit the subscribe button. That not only helps you to not miss out on potential content, but it also tells Apple and Google and Spotify and all these others that there are people that like this content that want to listen to it whenever it comes out. And then that gets that content pushed further in the feed to more people. So I appreciate that. All right, today, we're gonna do a short little episode, um, kind of thinking outside the box about real estate investing, because I hear people frequently come to me and they say, Hey, Stan, I've got, you know, 20, 30, $40,000. And, and I want to, to invest in real estate. How do I do that? Well, it's really challenging to invest in real estate with $20,000, dollars $40,000. Even if you are able to get pre-approved for financing for, uh, for a rental property, for instance, uh, because right now there's like nothing on the market for $20,000, dollars $40,000. So even if you are able to purchase um, a rental property with financing, you have to put 20% down, almost always. Um, and then you also have closing costs, which as I'm recording this, sellers still are not willing to pay buyer closing costs. Um, now we know that that could very well change as the market shifts, but that's the current state of the market. Um, so you have to consider, okay, that would mean that you could not, per- if you've only got, let's say $20,000, the, the most expensive rental property you could purchase would be less than $100,000 because you'd have to do the $20,000 plus whatever down payment, or plus whatever closing costs. So the 20% down payment plus closing costs. Um, so you'd be looking at properties that are probably eighty dollars to $90,000, and there's not a whole lot of rental properties available for eighty dollars to $90,000. Um, so we need to think a little bit more creatively when it comes to quote-unquote real estate investing when you've only got a little bit of money to invest. And so I'm going to, again, think outside the box here on what are some things that you can do that are kind of indirectly investing in real estate. Now, this is not financial advice because I am not a financial advisor. I'm not licensed to do that. I am a realtor. Um, And so I do not give anyone financial advice and do not take this as financial advice. Please uh, enlist a financial advisor to help you make good financial decisions. That will be the way to go for you. But these are some informational, uh, these are things that we're putting out there for informational purposes only. 
and then you can discuss them with your financial advisor as you want. But these are all things that I have considered and or have done over the years myself. Um, So the number one thing on my list of how to invest in real estate without actually purchasing any property, um, the number one thing is to make value-add improvements to your rental properties. This is something that, shockingly, not very many people think about. Because you ha- if you have rental properties and they already have tenants in them, or maybe the tenants leave, um, a lot of times I see landlords and landladies have this mindset that is, it's such a scarcity mindset. They just want to do the bare minimum to their rental properties. But guess what? Investing in those properties, making those properties nicer, that is a real estate investment. That is adding value to that property for when you sell it and also adding value to your current or future tenants. That is potentially adding uh, additional rental income. And so it is a sneaky way. that It's it's one of my favorite things to do. There's also some, uh, again, you should talk to your accountant about this if you need more information. But I understand from my accountant, based on my financial situation, that there are some tax benefits to doing this as well. Um, and so that is something uh, to really consider. If I have just kind of some extra cash sitting around and it's like I don't want to, um, me personally, uh, if if I'm not in a position where I want to, you know, invest in other things outside of real estate, but I also don't, you know, have enough cash, or maybe there's just not enough opportunities out there um, for me to be able to purchase something. The that that's those are situations where I love to just look at my rental properties and be like, okay, what can I do to my rental properties? What needs to be done to these properties? What have I kind of been setting aside? And so I, I've got properties right now that in the the past year I've replaced siding on them. They they didn't need the siding to be replaced, but they looked they looked really bad, you know? So I replaced siding, I replaced flooring, even though the floor and some of the flooring didn't necessarily need to be replaced. I did all sorts of, of different things like that because it was like this is a long-term investment and I will get my money back for what I'm doing here. Like this will help me in the long run with these properties. So make Value add, and that, that's a key word, value add improvements. Um, obviously, if you're just over improving your rental properties, that's not a good thing. You do not do that. You know, don't go into your super, you know, low end rental, as it were. Um, I'm being facetious, but don't don't go into a property that you're trying to to rent out for three hundred dollars a month and put in quartz uh uh countertops or granite countertops or whatever the case may be. Don't go in and and do that. Just do what needs to be done. Improve the value to the extent that it actually, or or improve the property to the extent that it actually adds value, but make sure that you don't over improve so that you're just paying more money than you need to. The second thing on this list is very similar to the first. And it's one that a lot of people don't really, I feel like, think about when they think about real estate investing. Um, But I considered making it the first thing on the list because it has some very tangible benefits as well. And that's make value-add improvements to your own home. Like, if you're improving your home, you are 
essentially investing in the future of your home. So you can make improvements. And and again, not all improvements are going to add value. And most improvements don't add dollar for dollar value. But if you're strategic with your improvements, you can make improvements that add value to your home that are an actual investment. Um, But remember, your home is where you live. And there's more to it than just the investment side of it. Like adding, taking that excess money that you have and improving your home helps your home's value, but it also just improves your everyday life. And so it's worth doing in, in, on multiple levels. Um, and so that is an underrated way of, of thinking about it. Don't think about, okay, I'm just throwing money away. Uh, you know, doing this renovation or, or doing that. You might be, um, it's very possible that you are just throwing money away if you make bad decisions, bad design decisions, or if you over improve, like I've already said. Um, but if you improve strategically, let's say that, well, here's a good example. My first home that I lived in had a very choppy floor plan. And so my wife and I, we just, we completely opened up the entire main level, uh, gutted the kitchen, put a nice island in there, and it completely changed the entire feel of the home and made the home dramatically more valuable to boot. Um, Those are the types of things that I'm talking about here. Now, replacing one granite with another form of granite that's just a a little bit nicer, mm, no, that you're not going to get dollar for dollar anywhere near what you're putting into the granite to replace it. Um, But maybe that's not an investment uh, or a good investment, but maybe that's something that you want to do. That's still better than just throwing the money away, right? Going to Vegas and playing craps. Um, So I feel like real estate wise, if you can't invest, there are a lot of good, look around your house, there are a lot of good opportunities to make investments in your house. There might also be, and and I hadn't even really thought about this when I was preparing for this podcast, but now it's, uh, you know, my mind is going there. Remember as well that there are a, a lot of homes that we live in have appliances that are 15, 20 years old. And these appliances are extremely inefficient in comparison to more modern appliances. You may consider upgrading your appliances. And upgrading your appliances will also, in the in the short run, make your home more valuable. It makes your everyday life more enjoyable if you get nicer appliances. And they're more efficient, so you're paying less per month on the energy costs, potentially. So that's something to consider as well. Um, number three on my list, and this might be implied with the other two, but I guess perhaps I'm cheating here to, to have five on my list. Um but finish unfinished areas, and this could apply to either your personal home or your rental properties. Um, but if you have any unfinished areas, finish them. If you have a, an unfinished basement, you can add a lot of value to your home by just finishing the basement. That is a real estate investment. If you have an attic that can potentially be accessed from down below and it's high enough to potentially finish it and have like a bonus room, that's a great way to add value to to your property. Um, now, a- again, 
it might not be dollar for dollar and it might not be square foot for square foot from the standpoint of of square foot value in your neighborhood a lot of appraisers around here don't like basements they're not going to give full value for a finished basement so you need to keep that in mind um, but finishing unfinished areas is uh, just a fantastic way. The only reason why this isn't higher on the list is just because it's probably only a handful of my listeners that even have that opportunity to finish unfinished areas. Um, but actually, this is one of my favorite things to look at when I'm looking at potential investment properties. Do, do they have unfinished areas? Those are massive value add uh, opportunities for properties. And if and if you can finish them and you fi- and you finish them well, that's going to end up being a great real estate investment. You can, you know, finish a, a room for depending on various factors, it might be $20,000, $30,000. So if you've got that kind of money sitting around, you're not going to be able to buy property, but you can add value to the property that you already have. Um, fourth on my list is lend some of your money to a reputable investor, a reputable real estate investor. Um, I know several of them, um, and I've had several people lend me money over the years because they know that I'm reputable in terms of uh, my own real estate investments. But that's a a great way to kind of passively be involved in real estate. Um, You're giving money to a real estate investor who's paying you a certain percent back. Maybe it's 10% 10% per year, 12% per year, something like that. Um, and then instead of just having your money losing value as it's sitting in the bank, you have it with someone that can, will actually do something with it. I think that that is a, um, a fantastic option. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing where if you're looking to do that type of thing, I can connect you potentially with some people that could, uh, that could use some money. I can't warrant that they will be 100% reputable. I can only warrant myself in that regard. Um, But I can connect you with some people uh, that I know that are frequently investing that I think that I would trust, and then you need to do your own due diligence and your own homework with them. Um, Number five on my list, and I I said this would be be a short episode, and, and it is going to be shorter than normal. Number five and last on my list spelled R-E-I-T, and it stands for a real estate investment trust. Now, what is a REIT, and have I personally ever invested in them? All right, I guess I'll ask that, I'll answer that second question first. I have never personally invested in a real estate investment trust. Why? Because I invest in actual real estate that I can tangibly hold on to. But if I only had 10, 20, 30,000 dollars and wanted to do something real estate related, this is um, an opportunity that you might want to consider, that you might want to look into. It essentially treats portfolios of real estate like stocks. And so uh, and, and I'm no expert in this. It's best that that, like I said, that you do your own research, talk to your financial advisor about it. Um, but it, it's a way to trade, real estate without ever owning any property. And so that could be an interesting option for some of you that maybe you've never heard of it, maybe you're not familiar with it, um, but there are several of those out there and there might be some good opportunities like that just as a way for you to be able to 
put your money towards something real estate related, but without actually purchasing any property yourself. That's number five. Now, I have a freebie on here that is something that I want you to not do. And this is also not financial advice. This is just Stan saying, please don't do this. Do not get a timeshare. Do not get a timeshare. Don't do it. They are they are ripoffs. Um, I, I know some people that are very happy with their timeshares. And, and if you have a timeshare and you're happy, listen, I am happy for you. And I am right there with you, you know, Go to Cancun, uh, you know, one week every year and enjoy your timeshare. Or go to Orlando one week every year and enjoy your timeshare, whatever whatever the case may be. But, man, there are so many better things that, that you can put your money towards than uh, than a timeshare. They, they claim that your ownership stake in a timeshare is something that's valuable. I personally have never seen that be true. I have never seen someone be able to go sell their their timeshare stake and make money. Uh, I'm not super knowledgeable about that world, but what I am knowledgeable about, I'm pretty knowledgeable about traveling. I travel not a ton, but I, I've done enough of it over the years that I know a little bit about it. Um, and I just, the numbers do not make sense to me. So if you've got ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, I'm just asking you, Think, do something from from my list before you go and and try to do a, the timeshare idea. Please um, talk to your financial advisor about that. I'm fairly confident your financial advisor is going to agree with me on that. So there you go. That's it. If you have some money sitting around, you want to invest in real estate, not enough money to be able to purchase uh, property. Here are some ideas. Here are some things that you can do. And hopefully that was helpful for some of you guys. I appreciate you guys listening. We have a lot more content coming this summer. I'm going to still produce content for you guys every single week, even as I'm traveling a decent bit this month. So stay tuned. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week, and we will talk again next time.